two, one, go. He's back. Joey's back with us. And we hope everybody had a great Father's Day. And to all goes, you dog dads out there. Shout out to all the daddies. Audible wink. And to the mothers who are all basically dads. Call her daddy. Yeah. Um, so She's my father. We have some of the Nike clan here assembled, and we're just going to kind of talk about some of the experiences and stuff. With any, we can talk about oh, any job. We too. are a cold, cold. The clan sounds bad. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> sure you. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that be considered cultural appropriation? I'm confused. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we'll just talk about some of the, some of the positives and negatives of our job here for a little bit. So negatives, yeah. almost everything. <laughs> And, oh, yeah. and so, um, yeah, so we yeah. can, so basically most of our group works at Nike now. If you haven't heard that, I think Jordan introduced himself as the leader. Me, so. Jake, the Jordan, leader. Andrew, Grace, Cheyenne. Kayla, Cheyenne. I feel like there's, there could be someone else. And he's in the Who are we missing? Ty did work there, Ty, but I think yeah. he quit, yeah. Ty. Ty used to. Yeah. Yeah. He's still part yeah. of it. Hey. That's, we got a, we got a big... But Big I think group, Jordan's man. been there the longest, right? Yeah, I'm almost, I'm coming up on a year in August. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, how'd, how'd you get started October. at Nike? Uh, at the end of summer staff, man, I was, like, looking for a job. Uh, and so, it was, like, tax-free weekend. I had went up there. Big mistake. Big <laughs> mistake. Didn't realize it was tax-free weekend. Uh, walked in. And this is, at this point, like, almost 90% of Carson Newman is working at Nike. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, y'all hiring. And he talked to the manager, and the manager was like, nah, not yet, da 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 da, da. Just uh, keep an eye out for it. And so it was like the last week of summer staff, I was on admin, and so we wasn't doing jack shit. Oh, dude, and, yeah, I was on that one. And so <laughs> I had applied for Nike, and I also had applied to work at Total. Just like, just like backup. Like backup man type shit, and so the same day I had an interview for Total, I interview with Total, get the job. They're talking about paying me. I don't remember how much, but they wanted me to drive and all this stuff. I was like, man, I ain't really trying to do all that. And then as soon as I get back on campus, I change clothes, I check my phone. Nike emails me about a uh, interview, and I was like, oh shit, this is lit. So like that next Tuesday or Wednesday after summer staff, Nike was like, "Hey, come in for an interview." Da 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 da. Came in for an interview, killed it. They offered me the job, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" And the rest is history. I started on a Sunday. Such a cool way in the story. <laughs> and then let's see. So it was you, and then did Cheyenne start working? No, it was Andrew who was next. <laughs> October, yeah. maybe October Andrew, 4th. Andrew was next. Applied to the wrong Nike. That's the only reason he's had a different hey, store. I really like my store, though. It's That's fine. Chill. It's chill, man. Yeah, so then Andrew was next, and then Cheyenne. Okay. And then Ty. Ty. Too, baby. I'm Grace. the first loser. <laughs> Ty, Grace, Kayla. No, you. No, Kayla. Kayla. Me. Jake. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. So... I know because everybody w- went to the factory store and Angie was like, hey, hey, you should get a job at my store. Well, so. I was living with Kayla at the time. So we're like, let's 
work the same schedules. We'll carpool. It'll be great. Because Andrew's like, you'll you'll probably never get the same shifts as me, so there's, like, no point in applying to mine. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll probably get the same shifts as Caleb. We're both kind of starting new, so we can make our own schedules. And then we moved out, and we don't even live together anymore, so that plan was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are duck noise. But, uh... That's so funny. Yeah, so I know... It, so I went over and interviewed at Andrews, I think, that one day, and I went in, and I walked in, and I met one of the TCs there, and then she, uh, Kanisha, and then she interviewed me, and then I got the, spot, or the job on the spot, so that was Same, yeah. awesome, yeah. So Nike looking for people, They're for like, sure. They're like, all right, when can you start? And I'm like, um, tomorrow? What you talking about? <laughs> hey, tell me when you need me. i start right now. I know, <laughs> what you talking about? But yeah, man, we, we were talking about the whole quarantine thing and how it's making this job... I. I don't know if it's making it more difficult. Well, like, when you think about it, like, we don't have... I don't know how many of you guys are letting in the store. I think we're only letting, like, 70-ish in at a time. 60, 70? 80. Right, 80 right now. Okay. And it's just, I think... It's because they have a bigger store. Yeah, honestly, though... For now. I think in comparison to not having as many people in, it has its pros and its cons as it would if we had a full store. Because we can hold, like, 100-something. Nah, we can hold like a thousand. Because y'all, y'all have like a crazy amount, like, like max two, capacity. It's like yeah. two thousand or something crazy like that. That's insane. So, I think even with the it's quarantine though, online. it's just been like people having to wait in line. They're yeah. like, "Oh, thank God, we're finally inside." And, and they spend some bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> oh do. My gosh. They are people spending them unemployment bread. and the stimulus. It was night. literally after closing, and this family of like seven finally showed up like at 7.30 and we closed at 7 and they dropped a grand in all cash and they're acting like it was pocket change. I was like, what do you do for a living? Mafia. Like, are y'all hiring? I'm like, shit. Mafia. A lot of people, I mean, if you know your shoes, you know your shoes. We have a bunch of Air Max 200s in our store right now and a dude came in and bought like at least one in every color and I was like, alright, sir, it's going to be cash or card. He said cash. This is a thousand, like $1,200 order. And just 20s. <laughs> hey man, let me hold some. <laughs> let me let me hold. I can't some. imagine paying that in 20. The bulk buyers are insane. Oh, like dude. I thought that would like lessen with all the quarantine and. Oh, like, they CDC gotta get their, They gotta get their stock up. It's still because we have we have a rule set in place right now during like quarantines, yeah, like to where you can only buy five of the same items. And you gotta you can. They'll buy just come it back to, to back. Like one day they'll buy five of those items and then leave, and then come back and buy five more and leave and come back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like. This is insane. I didn't realize that bulk buying was such a big thing until I actually started working at Nike. And I was like, this is uh, real. I I think the worst thing about bulk buyers, though, is definitely just ringing them up. Oh, and for just like, sure. And when they get, it's different if they just get clothes. But like, the first, so the first time I worked cash register, and granted, Nike is the first job in which I've had to work cash register yeah. before. I've never worked retail before. And so, yeah, retail too. And it was just like, I remember them walking up with like, 10 pairs of shoes and like uh they have they got the freaking puff jackets you know like the big oh, green puff yeah, jackets yeah. and so trying to stuff those into a bag is like <laughs> you don't get like three in an extra large bag i had a Awful. lady tell me i didn't fold her jacket well enough so i had to take it out and refold it for hey, her and man. i'm like okay that's when you're just like here you and then you give also the this bird. is way off topic but i just noticed someone wrote science on the table and spelled it wrong <laughs> a C I N Z. They forgot the last C. C yeah. It's 
Ciencia. 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 It's, it's, it's Spanish. Ciencia. <laughs> I, will, I will say this though, like to backtrack um, about like working for Nike and like the whole quarantine thing. I work for a great company. Oh, Nike, absolutely. They paid us Nike the entire should, time. Nike should sponsor our podcast. They paid us. So many of us work for Nike for staying at home. Like, yeah. what other companies like? The fact that, that they so were insane. able, like, and I know I can't say anything. Cause you worked what one I, day? I came in for my first, came in day, for of first training, day of training, and, and then we got paid all the way down. Shit. <laughs> also, I, I literally worked well, one day not of training, and I was like, "Damn, I well, picked the right time to start working." Well, so we come back, we come back to work on, and it's like the first weekend we're open, and I'm sitting in the break room, and I'm like, like looking at his own chart. I'm like, "Who is this? Like, who are these people?" They walk in. We got two new hires who got hired before quarantine. Mm-hmm. And their first day was the Saturday we come back. But they had paid the entire time we were locked up. I was like, hold on. Yep. <laughs> what? Yeah, and that's what happened with... So me and... So Omar and I are the new the new hires with Jake. This other guy named Jake. And he actually didn't even come in <clears throat> a day. And Damn. got paid. Like, he didn't come in at all. Isn't that crazy? Like, Nike's just like, hey, if we hired you even for an hour, you're getting paid for staying at home. Like, you're still part of the so Nike family. Cool. Like, you get that money. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's so awesome. Exclusive. But how much, how much, didn't they get, like, it was like three point something billion dollars, wasn't it? I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, like, they're yeah, still buyout making. or bailout. Yeah. Like, they got money from the government. They're still getting, like, online orders. So, like, they weren't losing that much money. By paying us in the stores not being open, but still, like, they didn't have to do that. And they still, like, decided. I was shopping online. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, like, I had that money. That money was going to, like, rent. And that money was going to, like, uh, just putting back. using. So, that's, yeah. Um, But, uh, all right, but we can can move away from Nike for a second. What's probably some of the, like, jobs you guys have had, Taylor, Ired? Zora. Talk about first jobs? Ooh. We can. First job. first job. My first job was admissions, so not, <laughs> nothing too crazy. So yeah, admissions, was that you too, Zora? Do you have one? So, since the sixth or seventh grade, I worked at a golf course that my oh, dad right. was the manager of. So, I, my official title until I was probably a senior in high school was cart boy. Um, <laughs> so, what I did was... I didn't even get that, um, sadly. No, what I did was I worked tournaments, and I just, like, brought up carts in the morning. I brought them down when we didn't need them. I picked the range. That was my favorite part because I just got my headphones in, and I just drove around for hours in the picker, and uh, which is just a rinky-dink golf cart with, like, these three, like, buckets attached to them that, like, rotate. So there's, like, a rotating part, which picks them up and then drops them in the bucket. So I would just watch That's that. That's cool. I would do that. The scariest part was when I'd get hit. Because people, of course, are like... You trying know, to hit you. Yeah, they're, they're literally trying to hit me. And most of the time I know yeah, them. That's me. <laughs> I, I was, that was me. You know, but <laughs> yeah. I wish I got paid for every time I got hit because I'd make a lot more money. Yeah. Um, and then it was fun until... Well, it was always fun for the most part. The tournaments that were the worst were probably the fraternity tournaments because mm. they just get belligerently drunk and then they would crash the golf carts. And I think... And I, sometimes I would repair them because I just thought it was fun. But there was one time we had three wrecked golf carts, and, like, they have somehow destroyed the windshield. And the windshield's not made of glass. It's a plastic windshield. So I'm like, how do you mess up a plastic windshield? You have to try very hard. Yes, you have to try very hard. But I have a lot of funny stories from the times I would just be walking around. I'd see people just, 
you know, day drinking and playing golf, because that's the only way you play golf. Yeah. Um, and totally. people are, like, riding their drivers like they're horses, or they're just being <laughs> just really dumb. Um, and then when I'd get off, I'd probably go to the pool and order food and just hang out. Um, yeah. And then uh, I did that, and then I worked at admissions, and mm-hmm. I've been at admissions for a long time. And now I have a fun job called being unemployed. Uh, and I've just been, uh... <laughs> Andrew, Andrew's over here falling Andrew asleep. Just asleep. <laughs> and I tried to take a, a picture lake. and my flash was on. So it's just a long lake. Hey, bro, you know what you look like? Uh, from, um, Get Out. <laughs> when he took the picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, that Andrew, goes, that goes to show time. universally golf bores everyone. <laughs> Amen, man. Uh, but I worked at an auto shop for like two years. I was just a just a kid cleaning up, and I can't just get to work on a car. Ooh, that's nice, man. So he has he has a lot of knowledge from that too. So because it'll be like we'll be driving my when I used to have my Volvo, we'd be driving around and be like, yeah, man, I think you need to get this and this and this fixed. That's probably what it is. That's usually what it always is, or something like that. What was your first job, Barry? My first job, um, <laughs> I take the last in the corner. Well, I don't think I've ever told Jordan this. I told other Were you a stripper? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, that was really I, turned, uh, I turned 16 in July. I was a sophomore. And I, uh, yeah, well, your birthday's in July? Yeah, July 15th. Well, so your birthday coming up. Yeah. Up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was like October rolled around. Still hadn't found a job yet. I wasn't actively looking. Yeah. And then uh, I get I get a text one day in in school. My grand my granddad's like, "Hey, do you want a job uh, at Doug's place?" And so I said, uh, "Well, like, sure." And so he pulled me out. I went down to talk. It was at a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, the local funeral home in, in Massville, Tennessee. It's called Barley Hill Funeral Home. I went in, and the owner's name's Doug Hell. He's a I won't, I won't say anything about that on podcast. Um, and so I sit down. He's a great man. He's a good, good old, good, good, good man. <laughs> and uh, so like we're talking, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, tell me, like, since I'm in high school, I play sports. I was in the, you know, church, all that stuff. He's like, you know, you only have to work, you know, whenever you want to work. We love, we're not going to give you set hours. So I would, I would, like, work, like, 25 hours a week. And uh, at the end, he was like, so how much do you want to make? I said, that's up to you. He said, does $10 an hour sound okay? <laughs> 16 years old? Hell yeah. That's what he's talking about. This is 2012. I went in fully expecting seven twenty-five an hour. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's where I got my from my first job. And um, for a funeral at that place, you know, we had an unspoken rule that if there's a funeral and receiving, if there's a funeral that night, not just receiving friends, you had to wear a suit. Well, 16-year-old me, I didn't own a suit. So, you know, I was wearing, doing my best, you know, wearing khaki pants and my blazers. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we were allowed to wear that if it was just receiving friends. But most of the time, people would have receiving, uh, you know, receiving friends at the funeral. And so, uh, I get another text from my grandfather saying, hey, you're coming down to the funeral home. We're going to get you fitted for a uh, suit. I'm like, uh... Bro, don't please like, don't tell me you got a suit off an of old man. A dead man, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. So, Expecting that, I'm like, how, how, how am I going to pay for this suit, whatnot, you know? Because, like, it's not going to, like, Joseph A. Bank or somewhere and getting yeah. fit and buying, like, just a cheaper-made tux. Yeah. This is, I went into the funeral home. We had a guy come in, and he would tailor fit you for a suit. So, this way, well, you got fitted by a, a dead, a tailored dead man, like a dead man sailor, like... 
No, like, like, oh, okay. like this man would go around to funeral homes and he would, you know, measure you and, you know, you would custom pick out everything about the suit that you wanted. Okay, okay. That's it was, it, it say, was like a custom-made suit you specifically still have for it and yes. still fit. No, it's not fit. And so, sixteen-year-old me, sixteen-year-old yeah. me, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get cold in here. So I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna make this suit all the way. And so, uh, get to the end, I like, I throw in like a little pinstriping stitching. Okay. It's black. It's really nice, really expensive. And so I'm like, I don't know, how I'm gonna pay for this. And Doug says, I'm paying for it. And so I'm like, okay, she can I get two? <laughs> and so let me, uh, let, me, let me get three done. And so, like, that's where I did. I would Take just, um, like, whenever we would have receiving friends, it would be, like, usually six six to eight, uh, funeral at eight. And so I would come in at, like, 5.30. And, you know, like, we, even though, like, it, like they had me, even the morticians and the embalmers, because they were, they were both, mm-hmm. uh, we would always stand at the door, open the door for people coming or leaving. We would answer phone calls, make the little pamphlets for the... Family yeah, so you like like an officiator and stuff like that. I helped out when needed. I would help out, you know, with that uh, funerals, burials, embalming, retrieving the bodies. Uh, I would just help out where where whenever I could. Like so, like I still vividly remember the first time I ever helped embalm a body. Um, I didn't do it by myself. I was about to say, for like, yeah, they left him in there alone. <laughs> like that's highly against the law. I did not do that. I just helped, and uh, I remember, you know, I remember that. I remember the first time I ever went to a morgue. It was at Sweetwater Hospital. Sweetwater Hospital. If you're listening, you need to upgrade that morgue if you haven't. It's like it's like a walk-in closet with bodies on bodies. Oh my goodness! Please, for the love of God. <laughs> and so. Like, it was a great job, and I had it, you know, all the way through high school. I never actually resigned, or I never received a letter of termination, but that's not how Doug worked. So, like, I don't know. You still got a job. I don't know if I'm still employed by Byerly Hell or not. But it was, well, it was you a lot of money. You know, I'm still employed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, it was a, gr- a gr- great job, great work environment, because, like I said, you know, like, say, like, even if I didn't have a sport to play that night, like soccer or run for cross country, if I just wanted to go to the football game or if I just, you know, wanted to do something else with my friends, you know, I would just text Michael, the guy, one of the guys that worked there, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm bu- I'm busy today and it, I wouldn't come in. But on average, I would rack up like 25 to 30 hours a week. And so at $10 an hour. It's good know, money, man. And like... 16-year-old kid, yeah. And then it wasn't under the table either. So it was all, yeah. like, I would have to go in and... I didn't have direct deposit back then, so I would go in every Friday, pick up my check, and go cash it. And I think after a year, he gave me a full raise to $11 an hour. Like, Shoot. not just 50, full. Because it wasn't until yeah. after a year, um, like, I never just, I would always just go cash the check, you know? I would just go deposit yeah. it, be yeah. done with it. Or No, I'd never cash it. I just, just took cash, because back then I believed in cash. And so, uh, like, it was like... I don't know, maybe 2014 or 13. I had been there for a while. And uh, freaking, um, I was at the bank, and I just looked down at the check. Like, I never just looked at it. I was just looked, looked at the amount and deposited it. And I actually looked down at my receipt, and it said 11 and not 10. And I was like, when did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even... I would not question it. I, did, I, no I didn't, didn't question it, didn't ask anybody. I just went on with my day. Man, sure as hell be my first job, that's for sure. So, like, I mean, we can go. So, Taylor, what was it like working admissions for Carson Newman as a first job? And then you could talk a little um, bit about your new job, because I know you love your new job. Yeah, I 
didn't have a job in high school um, because my parents wanted me to focus on my academics and my sports. Um, I was very involved in school, so I was yearbook editor in high school. I played soccer, played softball. I was in all the honors classes they offered, everything like that. So my mom was like, don't worry about getting a job. We'll pay for everything until you get to college. Um, so I didn't have to worry about that. But I did. I was approved for work study, and so I applied for the admissions job. Um, was way out of my comfort zone. Uh, Tia can attest to this. I did not talk to a soul pretty much outside of my friend group <laughs> ever <laughs> in high school. And she barely talked to me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you never talked to and me. And so... Um, Always about you, Art. God. <laughs> I, I don't know why I wanted to do admissions other than that I just wanted to show people that how much I love Carson Newman. We thought our tour guide was cute. Well, she <laughs> is more than me because I was dating Iron. But how much you love Carson you Newman? Can and look. You can That was a good cover. You had never even been to Carson. Like, you had visited, but you remember it. She helped find him on Facebook. Thanks for, for interrupting. <laughs> She's going to beat you up, dude. You're Anyways, um. But I just wanted to show people that I love Carson Newman, and so I was like, you know what, I guess I could do that as a, as a tour guide in admissions. And I applied for, uh, that's where I met Andrew Manzaro, and Yo. we went for like a whole week of training throughout the summer, which was a lot of fun. I wish they would go back to that, because it was just so much fun. It was fun. Um, but then when school came around... I was like terrified for the first six months every time I gave a tour, like literally almost in <laughs> tears every time before I walked out and saw the families. But <laughs> I eventually got used to it and then I became one of the um, tour guides who, if anybody needed one at that moment in time and I was available, I would go and do it. So I feel I, bad now. I gave a many a tours to many a families and... <laughs> A lot of Carson Newman students. <laughs> well, <laughs> better I, now. I feel bad because, like, before I knew y'all, like, I would try to get people not to come to Carson Newman. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was the one, like, in my car. If I saw a tour, I'll throw all my windows down and just blare my music. And I'd be like, my son ain't coming here. Nah, nah, nah. But it never worked because all the people still came. <laughs> I do. I do remember Zora always tells that story though of when he came in for the emissions job to interview and he wore like he was the only one the wearing suit. like everyone was like yeah. casual business casual yeah. and he came in in this suit. And yeah. during this time, I didn't have a car, so my mom had to drive me to yeah, my interview. I mean, yeah. Drip was hard, but trip was hard. No, it was actually funny too because that same day I like was freaking out because I've only been to the emissions office once by that time. So I drove myself like I got up super early because where I live, I live in Central Time in Cookville. Uh, so there's an hour difference between here where we're filming and where my technical home was. Mm -hmm. So I got up like hours early, like drove myself to the interview, like, and I was freaking out. I didn't even know where to park. So I just like parked right in front of where um, the fight building is. Mm -hmm. So also visual, con like verbal context. The fight building is pretty much just like literally across the street, which mm -hmm. is not very far to get to. But like, I wasn't even sure. Like I wasn't even like, I was trying to look behind me to see if people were walking in. I was like, is this the right place? Like, <laughs> supposed to go. And then finally it came to like 15 minutes to, which I always try and be early, at least everywhere I go. It's how I am as a person. I can't help it. Um, so I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't see anyone coming in. Like, what is wrong? So I finally just like, I'm like, I just gotta go. I just gotta go. So I'm like sweating. I'm like trying to loosen oh, my tie. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to just get in. And Jane's there, of course. And uh, Jan. I know Jane I is like Jan. the sweetest woman in the world, and I miss her every single day. 
But I go Tina, in. Tina. I go and yes, I love Tina too. And I go, um, hi, um, <laughs> I'm here for the, the the interview, the roundtable interview for the the student worker admissions job. And she's like, oh yes, yeah, sweetie, they're downstairs. Like, thanks. <laughs> I, I go downstairs and I don't know a soul. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm in a suit. <laughs> I think Derek Marlowe interviewed and shoot. Job, yeah, shoot. Did Derek shoot. get the job? He no. did not. I think How he did took that... another job. He... I think he well, Derek, well, we'll, 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 if I could say, Derek was on our hall freshman year, like mine, Andrews, Ross, and Zoros, and I believe so. Yeah. And he was always a really good guy. I just don't, I, I just think like until senior year when he was like class president or whatever, student rep, he didn't really find, like he was never like a big outs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're giving a tour guide, you kind of have to be able to, like, project and, like, stuff. But I don't know. I didn't know him that well. I just knew he rimmed with this one really, really like, good. Wasn't he in band, too? I think so. Wasn't he, like, busy with that? I don't know. He should be made a saint. But we yeah. also, other than just giving tours, we contacted students, spoke with parents, um, did a lot with uh, office stuff, a lot of writing letters, a lot of phone calls, like, hey, you're accepted, you know, and answering all the... The questions of the little freshies that don't know anything about college, like me. <laughs> My handwriting and vocal skills improved dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very good at talking on the telephone. <laughs> man, I... What was your first job, Jake? My first job... So we're still slowly getting around the table. Yeah, I know. So um, my first job, I was 16, and my my buddies and I we used to play airsoft all the time, and I used to go oh, hang nice. out with them in middle school, and we would go. And if you don't know what airsoft is, that you have paintball and what, and that's the other like the competing. <laughs> if you don't know brand. what airsoft is, gay culture. <laughs> yeah, and so airsoft is basically the same thing as paintball, except the guns actually look like guns. And they shoot little plastic BBs really hard, depending yeah, on the type of gun you have. And, of course, like, there was always the new stuff that had batteries, whatever. Anyway, so we used, yes. we used to play that all the time. And my we used to go to this one guy's course all the time, and we eventually got to know the owner of the course, and it was down in Georgia. And um, his, I don't actually remember his... What a same person. I don't actually remember his real name, but I know everyone just called him Dog. That was his like nickname. Yeah, but he sort because that's what he sort of looks like. Uh, that's what he sort of looks like. Except he has like really he had really long hair for a while. Um, but he used to play all the time too. And so we he got a spot in I think it's East, it was East Ridge, Tennessee, which was like twenty minutes from my house. And so Blake got a job there. My he's one of my oldest friends. We moved into the neighborhood at the same time. He lives directly behind my like home back in Chattanooga. And um he got me a job there, so I worked at 16, and I was just making, like, I think we were making, like, eight bucks an hour or something like that, but we would referee airsoft games, so we'd go out and make sure people weren't being, like, stupid, because, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to already not be stupid with plastic guns shooting each other. So it was, like, you play Call of Duty, but in, like, real life, and we had, like, a big course, and you would go, in, it was, like, closed indoors, in this giant garage, so it was hot all the time and people would come in and like you'd have all ages playing too and it was really cool i just remember being a ref sucked though because <laughs> you'd always have to wear a red shirt and you'd wear a face mask obviously going out there but like 
when you have to make sure people are okay inside like the buildings and stuff, you have to be like, ref coming in, ref coming in. Cause if not, there's like four, six people in that building about to just like gat each other. So you just find like the nearest corner and you just hear, and you're like, like in the corner, like trying not to just get hit by these things, man. And when I tell you like, I, over, I worked there for a year or two before I got my zipline job. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I got like immune to that junk after a while because like you just get hit so many times and you go from going, Oh my God, like that stings to like, yeah, coming in. Wah, wah. Hey, you should probably shoot the people like over there. <laughs> like, you know. uh, but that, that was my first job. It wasn't anything crazy. I only, we only worked weekends. So I only worked Friday to Sunday cause yeah. I was had school and sports too. Um, and then my next job is my manager at the airsoft place. It's called Airsoft Tactical. Um, and the staff there is really great. And they've been doing that for a long time. But my manager there was also a manager at the zipline course. And so he got me a job. Well, once I started working at the zipline course and I found out I was going to be getting like, I was going to start it like, I started at like 8.50 an hour. Mm -hmm. But I was going to be getting like 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, and um, this was at 18. I, t I turned 18 when I started working for the Adventure Guild, and I'm still an employee of the Adventure Guild, so at any point if I wanted to work for him, I can go work for him. The That's only nice. contract is I can't work for another zipline company or it terminates my like, employment. Yeah. And so um, I worked there for three years, and that was, I know the airsoft job was my first job, but my first real big kid job was this job. And let me tell you, that was the best job I've ever had in my entire life. I probably would have worked there forever if I could. Because I got to the point of where I was doing, like, assistant management, basically. And so you start out as a guide, and you just take people through a high ropes course with zip lines. It takes, like, two, three hours per group. And you have, like, groups ranging anywhere from, like, two to, like, mm -hmm. uh, 25. And um, we can talk about, like, maybe some of our bad experiences with our jobs, <laughs> like, at the end of the podcast. But that one was that one was a lot of fun. Cause I used to, I got to the point of where I got in charge of like saving people. If people had atta heart attacks or like any kind of things like up on the course, like That's that was crazy. part of my job too. So I had to be trained how to lower them off the course and use rescue gear and like all this. And so we had all the stuff we do all the time. And I'm like, the company was so great too, because the CEOs are like, I call them mom and dad whenever I see mm -hmm. them. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, they got places all over. They got places in St. Augustine. I'm pretty sure they got one in Pennsylvania and New York. There's one in Jamaica. There's some other ones That's too. Cool. And they used to have the one in Chattanooga until we stopped contracting Ruby Falls, which the waterfall's fake <laughs> half of the year. They just pump water through it. So there's your spoiler alert. Oh, wow. Yeah, I and people go back to that thing every year. <laughs> so I, I worked tourism for three years. Yeah. So then when I came to Nike, I finally got that other end of it because I had worked with people in tourism and then once you work in retail i feel like those are the stories that and fast and food where people have their stories yeah and now i have tourism retail yeah <laughs> so it's right now. so it's like a double header and 100%. i oh man it's crazy what about what about you jordan What's your first man job? my first job i worked at a concession stand at ballparks uh like little like your city ballparks and stuff mm -hmm. like that man um my best friend Daniel Thompson, shout out to my boy. He, we've been friends since we were like six years old. And we were in high school. And he was like, hey, bro, I'm making bank doing absolutely nothing at these ballparks, bro, on the weekends. 
It was like adult softball tournaments and stuff like that. <laughs> and so I was like, bet, say less. <laughs> and so he like put me on. And like my first tournament, bro, they, I get there like five o'clock in the fucking morning on a Saturday. And uh, they're like, hey, so you're going to be on cash register? I was like, bro, wait, this first day, bro, y'all going to put me on cash You know, so I was like doing cash here, all that stuff. It was cool. And then they like started putting me on the grill. And then, like, we had this, like, like city championship or something like that where people had to work the gate. I was at the gate from 5 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. Bro, you talk about miserable. Oh, it was so bad. But it was easy. It was such easy money, man. And I was getting, like, I think I was getting, like, 9, 9 50 an Ooh. hour. 17, 18 years old, bro. I was like, bet, say less. And then this is, I did this job. Uh, let me see. Junior, June, end of junior year, going into senior year, and then senior year going into college. And, bro, it was easy. Shout out to Miss Brittany. <laughs> cool. Miss Brittany was cool. It was like crazy because, like, so her daughter, uh, was dating my middle linebacker from high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew who her daughter was, but I didn't, like, know her. And so, like, one day I was like, she was like, yeah, my daughter is so-and-so, so-and-so. And I was like, does your daughter date so-and-so? And she was like, yeah. And at this time, they, she was pregnant, and then they went together. So it was, like, real awkward. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know him. And she's, like, bashing him. I was like, well, I don't have anything bad to say about him, so I can't join you. I yeah, can't join like, you. Yeah, Go off, like, though. Yeah, I was just, like, listening to her rant. And I was, and I was like, oh, well, he's a good guy to me, so I'm just going to sit here awkwardly and let you go off. <laughs> But yeah, that, was, that was my first job. That's dope, man. That's awesome. But, like, nah, it was kind of like the situation with y'all. Like, my parents was like, sports, 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 sports. Don't focus on sports. Focus on school. Like, don't worry about getting a job. And then um, I got into size 15 shoe. And my parents was like, hey, yo, that's going to have to get a job, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when, like, that's when, like, this, like my sneaker head started. Yeah. Cause, Cause you're like, gonna have to order your yeah, shoes. Yeah, I, I like, could like that's what. But that was still you could still go to uh, if you wanted like the new releases of the Jordans, you could go to City Trends and Foot Locker and stuff like that, and make sure you got your pair in the raffles. Me and my best friends to camp out and all that stuff. So that's when the sneakerhead started. And if I still had those sneakers, I'd be a cool. very wealthy man. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's where it started. What about you, T? What's your first job? And then we'll finish the segment with that. So I had the coolest, most badass of all these jobs. I worked in a library. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it, uh, it was the <coughs> campus library, and it was, it was, okay, it was easy money. Like, I had a lot of, like, responsibilities and stuff to do, but, like, when I wasn't doing that stuff, like, Mr. Nicely, shout out to you. I love you. He always gave me candy. Um, <laughs> he would just let me, like, work on homework and study and write my papers and stuff. So, I mean, when I wasn't, like, filling shelves or like shelving books or fixing printers or computer problems and stuff like that like he would let me just sit there and like do my school work and that's what I really liked and we used but to show up and bother Tia all the time at they would show up and bring me food all the time or harass me and there was nice <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to have friends like talk to me while I was like working but like after like I think it was like five o'clock all the librarians left 
And so it was just, like, me running the show. And so they would just always come and, like, mess around, like, hang out with me, bring me food, stuff I like that. I know we watched American Horror Story. Or yeah, we used to sit there at the desk. <laughs> if anyone who I used to work with is listening to this, I probably wasn't the best employee. Because I, well, I was a great employee. Okay, I did my job <laughs> and got myself. everything done that I was supposed to. But when I got all my stuff done, I had a couple hours left. I would just, you know, invite them over to come watch TV with me. (laughs) We would set up Netflix. Because the faculty would leave at like 9, and we weren't supposed to be behind the desk. And And the library closed at midnight, and so most of the time I would, because people would linger around, and I'd have to close with just me and one other person, and we'd close it down, and then we'd have to walk back to our dorms at night, like past midnight, and that was always like super sketchy. And so, like, sometimes I would just, like, have Andrew or Jake or, like, one of our friends, like, come and hang out with me while I was closing. That way, like, we could walk back together or something. So I wasn't, like, by myself because it was creepy. Especially Especially when I lived in alumni and had to walk literally, like, across campus to get to my dorm. I was so freaked out all the time. Remember when we had the clown scare on campus? Oh, my gosh. I got a story about that. I was literally working. I was closing the library down that night. Because I think... And Andrew there's and literally a... Like, we have windows where I sit at the library, or where I used to sit. And across the street, through the window, I could visibly see a man dressed as a clown standing in front of the library, making eye contact with me. <laughs> and I... I panicked. I called Andrew. I called Taylor. I called Jake. I was I like, "What's the crowd outside?" And I think I either- think I met you that night. D- did you? Yeah, because I remember it though. So this is me and Cheyenne at first started dating, and I remember somebody had said something about it, and I was like, "Hey, let's go get this motherfucker!" Me and everybody on my hall jumped in my car and dro- like bolted to the library. That's some white people shit though. Why did you do that? I don't give a damn. I want, I want all the action. I want, I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. And so we had hopped in my car, got over to the library. And I was like, we got out. We was like, bro, where the fuck he at? And I think it was you. It was like I saw him across the street, and I was like, that'd be the that probably was the first time I met you. Didn't even probably. realize it. Though. Didn't realize it. <laughs> I was so freaked out. I was not having it. I was like, fuck that. I'm not walking home alone. All y'all asses are going to come and we going to walk as a herd back to Burnett. Yeah, that was I'm when the that. whole clown thing was going across like all of you yes. guys. Yes. Because I, I just remember that. I think, that I was think a Andrew wild and I were downstairs time. though. Because I think I was... You guys was, came and walked me to my yeah. dorm because I refused to leave the library Because I think you were working so we're like, oh, we're going to go downstairs and hang out. And do you remember that time we were, we were eating in the calf and it was me and Faith. We were walking back to Burnett. And there was a guy on a bicycle, tatted up, and had a clown mask on. And he drove past us on his bike, and then slowed down, and then went to turn around. And Faith's dumbass jumps in the bushes to hide. (laughs) I'm standing there on the sidewalk. I'm 5'3", 130 pounds, standing there by myself, and there's this fucking clown. I fucking take off. And then he, like, keeps driving. And then I come back, and Faith... It's like, I don't know how tall Faith is. She's a lot taller than me. She's like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I don't know. She's hiding in the bushes. I'm like, you just fucking ditched me. I was like, what the hell? I remember that. I was so terrified. We called the boys because they had just started walking back to Heritage. We were like, you guys need to come and walk us back to the dorm. And so Ross and like Andrew came back over and like walked us the rest of the way and then walked back. I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing it. That was a wild time. I forget all about that. I time. know. I, I thought about That's that. That's some 21st shit right there. 
No, sophomore? I think it was sophomore year because you and Andrew were together. It was freshman. No, was it? I thought it was freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was after you and Andrew started talking because it was like the school semester it, was ending, it's, wasn't it? It started. No, it was in the no, fall. No, me and Andrew didn't fall. start talking until January. No, and I couldn't remember. If it was so like, I feel like it was colder weather. Okay, yeah, you're right. It was in the fall because Jamie just came out. That's right. That's it's right. Like, oh, like, that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it a little bit out. before, like when we went to like Frightmare and stuff like that. So we were like conditioned. Yeah, oh, man, we gotta like, talk. We gotta talk. And about then people were like, uh, uh, tying balloons or on the sewers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like right after. I was like I right around the end. Oh, I forgot because right Wilkerson playing uh, pranked Havaker because like what, she hates. She hates clowns. She hates clowns more than anything on this planet. And I know she came walking back into her room. Her office after her and her husband went to go see the movie, mm-hmm. and ha- Havager's husband and Wilkerson are like best friends, <laughs> and so he knew. And so when she walked into her room, he had tied a balloon up in her room and wrote, wrote "We all float to like on her Ooh, board." That's crazy. <laughs> oh, and then she was like, because I remember she came into our class or talked to us or something because we went to go do advising. She's like, I hate that man. I hate that man. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't. And now I am. Oh, man. By the way, great movie. Great movie. Great, great movie. movie. And with that, we'll be right back with another segment. <laughs> that was a long one. Hey, guys. We're back. We're back. We're back. Run it back. And Sorry, we're back. back. And we're back. back. Guess who's back? We're back. Fubar After Dark, your new favorite podcast ever. And you should yeah. share it with your friends. So, yes, sir. so what we're going to do is we're going to start yeah, yeah. with everybody's favorite segment, Guy Girl Talk. Whoop, whoop. And so yeah. where we talk about things that the other segment doesn't understand about that. La- the one day y'all deal with Kayla and Grace, I should have been on that one. <laughs> we all asked about the vaginas. Hey. <laughs> They don't all feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope you've been listening to the podcast for a while to know that us saying guy girl talk is your NSFW warning. So, <laughs> all right, Tia. All right, so, queefs. Since it is not safe for work, I'm gonna let y'all know I'm a freak. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> that thing, queef, hey, talk to me, baby. Let me know. <laughs> 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 hey, no cap. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> talk to me, baby. Let me know. We went off the Jordan said, all right, I got the question. Yeah. The line? Like, hey. Jordan. No, 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 no. Just diving contest, right? Oh, As we both. Everyone's diving. Everyone's diving. Jordan. Cannonball. <laughs> hey, I'm just keeping right, it. keep going. Keep going, I'm though. keeping it in the band. That's that's how I feel. Shit. If you queef, hey, talk to me nice. Let me know. Exactly how I feel. That's how it is. Let me know. Oh, my God. Um... All I can, oh, as soon as you said that though, all I can think of is that DC Young Fly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where she goes, 
you're the only rapper with asthma. And he goes, he said, you know, I want to push it open. <laughs> Breathe in the morning. Everybody have your pussy go. But uh, oh, I've ne- like I've had it happen maybe maybe twice, but I think I think the first time it happened, like I knew it was a thing, mm-hmm. but I've never like heard one before. And I and I know sometimes it happens like if there gets air in there and yeah. then you come That's out. That's literally then, what a queef is, yeah, by the yeah. way. It's just when air gets pushed in. Yeah, and like it's, it's gotta come out. And so like that's mainly the only time. But other than that, there was one time. I I'm not. I'm not gonna name drop. But there was one time I was yeah, with this girl, and um, we were. Uh, she was cooking in the kitchen, and well, this is this is a girl I was seeing in Chattanooga, and we were cooking in the kitchen or whatever, and. Um, you fucked her in the kitchen. <laughs> um, and so, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway. I remember, yeah. So, anyway, so I just remember hearing it and going, "Hey, you, like you good? <laughs> you good? <laughs> like, cause I didn't know, cause it, you knew but you didn't know. Yeah, cause it like, you know, it, it doesn't sound like passing gas, but if it's quiet enough, like it sort of does. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought it was. Like it was just kind of like a, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. like anything. And I was like. You good? Like, your stomach upset? She's like, um, no. <laughs> and I was like... So, like, how do I explain to this grown man what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just felt... I, like, literally went from being, like, 20 to, like, 5. I was like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> like, okay. Like, like, and she was like, okay, listen. <laughs> so, this is what that was. I mean, it doesn't, bo- it doesn't bother me. It might catch me off guard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and you're in a rhythm, and the rhythm messes up, and then you hear it, and you're like... That's why the rhythm messes up. The backdrop, you know... Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, Ms. R, what'd you think? Um, well, I don't know if I can follow up any of these. <laughs> Jordan just took the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think I... Um, so, I am what you would call not uh, well-versed in um, women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I mean, I probably agree with Jake. Like, I don't, like, I don't... I've never, like, experienced this, of course, or that I know of. I could very well have and just be blissfully ignorant um but uh i would say like i'd, I'd be like hey like you okay man like you good like you good yeah like, you good like okay cool cool and then like if she's okay and like everything else is okay then like everything can proceed as normal i suppose but i mean yeah i i w- i'd probably be taken aback i'd be like huh so that's it. <laughs> so that's, that's one that of is. those. It's that, it's that kind of episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably make sure she's okay. I'd be like, oh, are you sure? Like, you need like water? Like, you need water? <laughs> you need water? No, like, don't. But the thing is, don't do that. It'll like, like kill the mood. Like, pretend you didn't hear shit. <laughs> Keep going. Ignore it. The thing is, that's why I Jordan will be down there. Hey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> pushes her off, gets down, but hey, you want to talk for that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying to get a cat's mark. Hey, my mama, you guys are sick. Oh, man. But yeah, I, that's, that's what I'd have to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, what's your thoughts? Um, well, the first time that it ever had happened. I love you. <laughs> that was probably not the right no, time. So. No, not with uh, her. I love you. I, I don't like talking about previous sexual experiences. So, hurry it up, um, man. Why are you taking so much It was time? sort of like, I was just like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Because we and, just don't, 
I was we like, don't know. We're considerate like, people. You know, I was young. Yeah. One of an age. I was young. And uh, from, from for some reason, then on out, I made it my mission. I was like, never again. <laughs> never again. Why? I don't know. I don't, it's not like they can help me. No, I know. It's just like, I was young. I was like... You know what? Like you can't. I'm gonna make it my mission to never let that happen like again. I don't know why. It's gotta happen. It just happens. happens. I know. I don't know. I know now. I was young then. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's not. It's not that it's weird. Like it's not weird at all. Because obviously, like it's a natural thing. But uh, but definitely the first time you hear it, you're like, because I like didn't know that's how it happened, and so I heard it, and I was like, like you know, you think like, like whoa, you think their stomachs upset. Why are you talking like, back? Yeah, and it's like you, you. It's just like a. Everything good? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, you know, like that's how I feel, felt when I first did it, and then after that, I was like, okay, it's it's normal. Like, dude, yeah. it happens. Okay, so I have to say, like, I know I'm gonna turn it back and then we'll go because I, I have to know. So I'm guessing there's many levels to these. Have you ever had one that's just like the worst one? You've ever um okay so <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> traumatized. If you know me and Andrew, you don't want to hear this. Please don't listen to this part. Okay, so first time it ever happened in front of Andrew, he thought I farted <laughs> and stopped completely and laughed his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because I was like, that's not what happened. And he was not listening. He was just laughing. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm dating a child. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. It was, it was embarrassing to say the least, but Obviously, once I explained, like, what that was, he was like, oh, okay, we're cool. And it never happened again. <laughs> said, but that cool. first time was mortifying. I was like, oh, my gosh. He thinks I just ripped ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Man. It was not at the time. Oh, bro. Okay. So, now, we're going to talk about one of our best and one of our worst experiences in any of our jobs that we've had. And so who would, who, whoever would like to start can start. I'll start out with the worst. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I said something earlier whenever we were on break. I found a, be- a better worst one. Uh, a better worst one. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. it has to do with me, nothing else and whatnot. So, uh, I was at the funeral home at the time. I forget what year it was or whatnot, but I was working one night. I think I had soccer practice before then. It was just a long day of school. I had guessed I just hadn't taken care of myself for a couple of days. So I'm working and, you know, uh, I'm was starting. still at the funeral home? Yeah, okay. yeah, I was at the funeral home at the end. I just forget what year it yeah, was, how old I was. And so, uh, no, I start to feel, not not, not feel well. And so <laughs> I'm like, Mike, no. So uh, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go sit down, down in the office, fold, fold some papers because, you know, we use. We sometimes run low if we don't prepare enough. Mm-hmm. And so I do that, and then, you know, one of my coworkers is like, hey, we need to back back on the door because uh, somebody else had to go do something else. And so I'm like, all right, fine. So I go back to the door, and I, you know, just progressively getting worse and worse and worse. And eventually, I just collapse. Just face first, boom. 
funeral. At the funeral home, on the door, in front of family, friends. Like, it was, you know, like... At least it wasn't on a body. 15 yeah, that's minutes. That's what I was expecting. Like, 15 minutes before the funeral started, I'm out here, just limp-ass body, at the door. And, you know, the, the entire funeral home is carpeted, except for the front door. It's brick. It's Daddy full on the right brick. Place. And that and that goes for outside and inside. There's a you know area, square area. I had collapsed. I don't know where my head hit or whatnot. But all I remember is I'm at the door, standing up one second. Next second I have one of my coworkers, Ezra, in my face, like right here, slapping me. <laughs> like, hey, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, Well, I'm fine. <laughs> my name is your name <laughs> and so um, I'm like yeah I'm fine I don't know what happened um, I had passed out because I was dehydrated severely and so I'm like, I'm like I find like I can get up I'm like no 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 staying here until the am- like we already called the ambulance one of the guests had called the ambulance oh no and so um, you know I'm, I'm laying like nobody can get in or out I'm in, I'm in the front door <laughs> I'm just passed out <laughs> In the doorway. <laughs> and so like, I felt like your ass died right there. <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess we have a two funerals today. Yeah, yeah. at that funeral. And so like like they like they call my grandparents. Great, great movie. They come, and you know, the ambulance gets there and they check me out. You know, I'm just dehydrated as fuck, and you know I'm like. What I'm just I feel terrible, and so yeah, they're like, "Hey, do you want to go to the hospital?" And my grandparents are like, "No, <laughs> give this we no. We ain't right dropping here. five grand for a flashy exactly. <laughs> And so, um, where do you think we live, Switzerland? And so I felt <laughs> terrible. I was so embarrassed that I had let this happen at work at a funeral. You know how like people always say. Oh, you'll be late to your own funeral? That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I, I just went home, and it, it felt terrible because one of my other coworkers who was off that night, um, he actually had to come in, and we, you know, was on the way out. He was coming in. Uh, luckily, uh, where the funeral home was, Doug, he actually owned about five or six rows of houses right behind it. And uh, the guy, David, he actually lived in one, one of those. So Doug got bread. Doug got bread. I need to work for Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Doug owns a lot more than just those houses. I'll say that. Shout out to Nike, but hey, Doug, listen. And so uh, that was just, it was so embarrassing for me because I had let that happen at a funeral in front of the family, the friends. And I just, like, I didn't go back to work for like a week because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's my worst story. Yeah. I would say, you know, I could I could talk about retail, like I could, and I've only worked it for a month, and but like, in in all of my jobs, so my zipline job was my favorite job of all time, and that's definitely just a highlight. The whole job was great. I enjoyed every second of it. Once I, the only thing that was like kind of terrible though is like I lost all contact with people I was hanging out with unless I was working with them and my my work friends and I would hang out because I would work at seven forty five to seven forty five like five to six days a week. And so, uh, one of the worst ones was I had just become a lead. So like you start out as a guide for a year and then you can graduate to a lead. So you have more responsibility like assistant manager. You can be the manager. The manager's not there. <clears throat> we had a group. We had a group of. I don't, I don't, and I'm not, 
So we had a group of 25, which is the max you can have. And they were all from India. Like, they were wearing, like, pretty native clothing and, like, everything. Like, they're from there. I'm pretty sure they're probably visiting family or something like that in the States. Or they had just moved. Either way, I don't know. But of all these 25 people that spoke Ladreshi Indian, which is a language they speak in India because there's, like, a ton of different dialects. But they all speak, um, there's Hindi. They all speak Hindi. One of them, only one of them knew English fluently. That's crazy. And so... You have to imagine Actually, doing, doing my job. I have to I have to guide you through the course. Because you like literally their life is in your hands. Yes, the life is in my hands. I have to teach them because it's a self guided course. Like I'm up there with you to help, but I have to teach them how to use the equipment. So there's a locking system that you have to use as you go through the wires and stuff on the belay that keeps you up. I have to be able to. Ex- he would always have to stay with me because I would have to explain like. Okay, look, I'm going to put your stuff here. You're going to hold the carabiner here. Here's how you're going to go down the zip line. You're going to land. They're going to take you off and so on and so forth. Like, I have to explain all of that, and then he would have to translate. And then just pray his translation was accurate. And so you have to understand, with that, a zips in maybe takes two, three to five minutes to explain it, get ready, clear it for them to go down, and another one. I had had 24 of those that I had to do. 24 of those that I had to do. And so I remember... I was on that group for four and a half hours. It took two to three hours max for big groups like that. Four and a half hours I was up doing this thing. Like, I was there the entire time. Well, I'd be stressed. I'd be so stressed. And so I was, like, sitting there, and, you know, we had to, we'd have to start other groups on different courses so we could get through because, like, you're trying to get all of these people through, and, like, they weren't all young either. Like, they had some older, like, family members there too. And I did all of that, and, I mean – that night they bought tickets at six which is the last moment to get it so i didn't get home i didn't leave work until like 10 so it was dark it was dark outside and i just remember coming down after that i was exhausted they were fun like they were laughing about the whole thing but they were exhausted and i remember i came in i was like 19 sat down at the guide table in our guide room my boss like patted me in the back he's like you okay like i was like you know i'm not old enough to drink but now I understand why people drink. <laughs> um, but like that was like that's stressful. That it was it was just sort of, I mean it was just exhausting because I would have to explain everything twenty four times. One dude would translate, and I mean the only other group I had that was worse. Well, like it wasn't it wasn't worse. It went a lot faster. But we had a whole group. We had a twenty person group of um deaf people come through mm-hmm. like obviously they could understand what you're saying like it wasn't a problem yeah but it was like if they had a question i like didn't know how to answer it mm-hmm. because like they couldn't speak but they could sign but they understood what i was telling them so i would usually just try to explain things in a yes or no so it would get because like they understood that i didn't know them yeah. so they would go either like this or like this you know mm-hmm. like so and then i would re-explain it again but man, this this only thing, and it well, that, that that's really it. Cause like we would go, we'd do this thing called rodeo, where everybody would just sit in a spot and you just feed groups through. One year we had two hundred and fifty Boy Scouts come through at the same time. The thing about Boy Scouts is they're out in the wilderness for a week, and this is the end of their week. They bathe in a lake before they come. So they smell awful, all of them, counselors and all. They're fun people. They're all like twelve, thirteen. That's when your bo is at their the peak. But so I'm, so you're sitting there up in their face, clipping them on like you get a big whiff, and you're like, oh Jesus, <laughs> like I might pass out here. And I just remember, two hundred and fifty of them. So we'd have to feed a hundred through because we only had a hundred harnesses. 
And every time somebody would get done with the final zip line, they'd have to take it off. We'd have to suit them up and throw them back up there. And of course, I'm the one. That was my first week as lead. I got all of this. <laughs> and I was having to orchestrate everybody because our manager got sick that day. So I was there doing it all. I was like, okay, you go here, you go, you go here, you go here. Like, sick too. Man, yeah, so it was... 250 boys got... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the Rona. <laughs> no, for real. But I love that job. Don and Kim are the best bosses I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and I hope I get to work for them again soon. But, yeah, yeah that's probably my worst experience ever at a job. Like, phew, something else. Because you're out in the sun, too. For, like, the first couple hours. Yeah. Right, Who's next? Uh, George, you go since uh, you're used. Uh, I think like my worst experience has been like uh probably like being in retail and like you literally like your sole like my sole job at Nike pretty much is to make sure like to help the customer get whatever they come in to get or however whatever like whatever the case may be and i think like the worst experience like for me is like when i ask the customers like hey like you find everything okay and they just don't they don't respond and then next thing i know i turn around and they're like with another like a white associate of mine and they're asking them because like that makes me feel like i'm kind of like less than you know what i mean it's yeah. just kind of I think that's probably like the worst thing about for me working in retail. I try not to let it get to me. I'm like, hey, fuck it. you lost out on a great person. Yeah. But at the same time, still, it's like, damn, bro, like, it's still going on. Like, yeah. I have to feel less than a person and they don't look at me as the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't, like, relate to that, but, like, whenever I was still at Walmart, yeah. more, like, I still worked there once a month. And this was back whenever we were still scanning receipts. Yeah. Um, it was one night, there was these two black guys, right? They come up, check out, and they're just talking in front in front of me. So I'm like, I'm not going to ask for the receipts until they start to walk out the door because yeah. they both have unbagged items. And, you know, these people are just coming out. I'm just scanning them, you know, some yes, some no, because some have them bagged, some don't. Because if, if you don't have them bagged, he has yes, to ask yes, you. Yeah. I have to ask, and you can say no. Literally, you can say no. I, like... Say no nicely. You can say no in unnicely. Uh, I might, you know, judge you for that, but <laughs> you can say no. And so finally, I forget. Like these couple families had just came through, didn't scan any of them because they was all bagged. And yeah. if there was any unbagged, it was covered by the bag, so I didn't scan them. And so I come through. I don't scan them. And then these two guys started to walk out. I'm like, hey guys, hey guys, can I please scan your receipt? That's how I always asked everybody. Can I can I please scan your unbagged items? And and he looked at me and said, "Why is 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 because I'm black?" Yeah. I'm like, "No, sir. It's because you have an unbagged item." He's like, "Why didn't you scan those people?" I was like, "Because they had bagged items." And it's just one of the two. The other one is just like, "Hey, dude, he's just trying to do his job." Yeah. And he's like, "Is it because I'm black?" I'm like, "No, sir. It's because you have an unbagged item. I'm yeah. simply asking you." And like, I felt bad because like he genuinely was like, "Yeah." Asking that, I was like, "No, man. It's just because." You have unbagged items. Yeah. That's I mean, it. And I mean, you gotta right. think about it from his side, though. He probably experiences that on a yeah, day-to-day no, basis. I, I, so he's I get just, that. He's just conditioned to that. So yeah. he just thought it's I mean, another like, one of those situations. I say it. Not to let I'm joking. Yeah. But, like, there are, like, there has been times I'm like, dang, bro, they really is doing this because I'm black. Like, like he was genuinely, like, upset yeah. with me. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not, you know. 
You like and it was just one of them. The the other guy, he was like, "Look, dude, he's just trying to do his job." Yeah. And so I ended up getting them out. I f-ing took an hour break after that. I went into the yeah, AP he felt, office. He felt so bad when he came home too. He told yeah. us about it. We were like, bro. And I just I talked to my manager for like an hour. I was like, I don't know what the f- do in that situation. I just kept re re just reiterating, like, look, man, no, it's because you have an unbagged item. I ask anybody and everybody. The only time I don't ask somebody yeah. is if it's at the, like the f-ing end of the shift, and I'm just in a pissy mood, and I'm like, no, I'm not f-ing scanning. Yeah. And if and, and and if that's how I am, I don't scan anybody unless I see one person with fifty it's cans. So worked up about receipts, I know. honey. I know. <laughs> the, the only time I look for I ever look forward to 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 a, an unbagged item was like if somebody had like a grocery cart full of unbagged cans, canned dog food. People are notorious for just coming through with like fifty cans. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my scans and not scan for like two more hours. <laughs> And so, anyways, I'm sorry. I had to off track. No, you good. You good. What about you guys? You guys? Um, bad admissions. I just. Well, besides I mean, these aren't the worst, but like, <laughs> when I was working summer staff, I was on duty one night, <laughs> and duty. these people had a freaking bat in the bathroom, so I had to go and freaking get this oh, stupid I thing. Them. I didn't have anything to get the bat. You know, I'm just coming from my dorm room. Carson is great for critters. I know. And so I have to get this thing out with the pizza box and shove the window open and have the girl behind me slam it closed so it won't fly back in. Was it a bird? No, it was a bat. Oh, <laughs> And the second I closed the box, yeah, it was in Swan. The second I closed the box, this thing lets out the most ungodly screech. Like, even worse, like your like worst nightmare. Like a rabbit screaming? Even louder pitched. I've heard yes. Do you know what a rabbit scream is like? It's pretty bad, it's like but it was worse. Woman. It's like a, it's like a, what do they call them? Uh, but one of the, the quotes that I will never forget from that night, because it was a pizza box. <laughs> I just imagine From Domino's, too. and Domino's is known to have very garlicky pizza. <laughs> one of the girls <laughs> was like, it's got garlic on it, will it kill the bad? <laughs> He's like little kid. My mom real hates fucking a vampire. Hair. Yeah. Gas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then another time, like, uh, was my job as a scribe. It was, I was working a night shift. It was it had been a really long day because I was. Uh, it's already gonna get good when you're <laughs> hospital at night. <laughs> at night. Well, it's not really a bad experience. It's just what. Literally, I had a nightmares about this, but. There was a guy there, and I don't obviously don't know what he's truly going through because he was there for psychiatric reasons. But the entire night, this guy stood outside his door and stared at me. The entire night, didn't look at any other but anybody else. Again, I don't know what he was going through, but I was he either thought you were out. really really pretty or wanted to murder you. <laughs> either or both. And it terrified me the entire time. I eventually switched seats so the computer blocked me from him seeing me. <laughs> I thought she was gonna go with. And the, uh, then greater is when it was about an hour before I got off work. The nurse that had him, love her death, child to KJ. Um, <laughs> she. 
was asking him like, hey, you okay? You wanna go back in your room? Like, wanna go down, take, go to sleep and help you, like go to sleep, give you some sleep medication and stuff. And he walks up to her like, oh, none of you had Blanche with me. But I had Blanche. I had first semester. Oh, I was like, we sat next to each other. My first semester. I've had him. Anyway, any of you won't see this on the podcast, but he just like walks like this to the nurse as he's staring at me. The so hands is what gets me. You ever seen you ever seen the creep from the lowly island? That's what <laughs> no, 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 no. And oh, okay, then legit says this loud enough so everybody in the ER department at the nurse's station can hear this. Points at me. <laughs> points at me and says, This entire night, that girl over there has been plotting my murder. And then one of the ER techs that had been talking to me most of the night, he points at her next and goes, And that's her accomplice. <laughs> and then just turns around and walks back to his room. You ever met? I was so freaked out. I literally never... had nightmares about oh this. I think I remember you telling me about this too. You're yeah, like, you're not gonna believe what just happened. That's the one thing I love. About having to, when Taylor comes home for work, she's like, "Okay, I gotta." We tell get you all the stories. <laughs> My favorite one is the one about the guy that just ran around naked. <laughs> oh yeah, this was tra- during training. <laughs> I was at the fort. <laughs> this is like my second shift, so you know I haven't experienced all the things that happen in the ER. I didn't re- truly know that like psychiatric patients go to the ER. I thought they just kind of just went to the the yeah the, the behavioral units and stuff first before you even go to the ER. But most of the time they check in through the ER and get transferred. But it was like my second shift, and this guy <laughs> legit just walks out of his room and he's butt naked <laughs> walking around the ER, and then they're just trying to catch him. It sounds like a. It just sounds like a Scrubs episode. No. Again, I don't know what these people are going through, but it was just so funny because I'm sitting there training with the doctor. Second day. Like, second day, and I look and turn to this guy's running around butt naked. I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I'm just. I just. I had free balling. I, I kind of just like poked at my trainer. and was like, "Is that a normal thing?" She went, sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) She's seen. (laughs) It hasn't, it didn't even, like, phase her. That's so ridiculous. Alright, uh, who's next? Zoro, going for us? Uh, Besides getting hit at with golf balls. Uh, yeah, that wasn't the worst, one of the worst ones. So, I'd say the worst, like, day of doing a golfing, or, like, being at the golf course was, so, there was a period of time, so backstory my dad is a certified like pga like pro and manager of this golf course and is currently so he like can teach golf pretty much is what he does um and there's a time where he did not work at the golf course um and it was still called the country club at this time it is now owned by a local university so now it is a government area um, but there's a time where he worked at uh, Academy Sports and was doing stuff like sports, that. Sports, sports, sports. sports. Um, so he was not in charge of me. There was this other guy that he was training, or that was training kind of under him. He did not like my dad, so he liked to give me the worst shifts possible. And so I would work like long, long days at the golf course. Like, and it's not like it's like most jobs, I guess, where it's like you're busy for like a certain period of time and then you literally do nothing mm. and so for the longest time like i'm putting up these cards like there's barely anybody here but there's there's two guys it's a dad and his son and i say son because like he's you know son but like he's 
like roughly four years older than I am because I went to high school with him. I played football with his son, like stuff like that. So I knew him pretty fairly well. Um, but they're, they've been out all day. They've been playing the front nine, back nine. Like they've played roughly 18 holes, almost going on like, like more. I would do math, but I can't do mental math right now. Um, so they've been playing all day and like they're the last cart that is like ready. And they have, their last carts need to be put up. So I'm, we're waiting. And then I'm working with this older woman. She's really sweet, but she's pretty stern when she needs to be. But she's like, hey, like, can you go check and see, like, where they're at? I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So, like, I drive around. I'm trying to find these people. And I find them. And it's getting kind of late. I was like, hey, like, sun's starting to set. Like, we'll need your carts in before, you know, it gets dark. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be done soon. Like, don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. So it gets a little later. Waiting in the, in the pro shop. About 30 minutes go by, an hour goes by, the sun's getting real low, and I, I'm Anybody like, okay. Getting so, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go find these people again. So I go find them, and when the first encounter, I could already tell, like, not fully there. They're pretty blitzed. Um, I go back, they're not only drunk, but they are um, under a lot of other influences as well, and they start getting a lot more rude. And they're like, hey, we'll be done when we're ready. I'm like, look, man, you got to get the carts in soon. I'm just trying to do my job. And, like, I could literally see them. They're, like, right there. Like, they're, like, I didn't have to drive very far. They were on, like, hole nine. So, like, they were, like, right in front of the course. I'm like, look, man, like, just trying to do my job. Like, you're literally the only people out here. Like, just come on in. Like, we'll refund you or whatever. Just come on. He goes, we'll, we'll let you know when we're ready. I'm like whatever like I don't get paid enough for this so I just I drive back to the pro shop and I, I told him what happened I told the lady she goes oh this isn't gonna fly so she <laughs> she gets in a golf cart that we have I call it the the uh, I call it the nicer one for better lack of a better term um so it's one without a governor which means it goes faster and so oh, yeah. she, <laughs> and she races over there and I can hear it from the pro shop just you listen here you're gonna man <laughs> and like just is barking at him. I'm like I don't hate to be them right now <laughs> I'm just sitting in the cart shed and like so when I first talked to him or the second time I talked to him it was roughly uh, like 7 and it was like 7 or so and it, it's also this is December so it's cold I don't know why and the sun playing. is already set. <laughs> yes, so it is nighttime. Oh, they're feeling really warm right now because of the other things they were doing. So, so by the time by the time they actually got to the like got to the like where you're supposed to put your cards up, it was almost nine thirty, I'd say. And we by that time, uh, she had already called the guy that owns owned the golf course at the time too, and he came from his house, which is like on the back nine somewhere. He drove his golf cart up talk to him because he knew him like it's a smaller town so you kind of just know people yeah. and so he talked to him and i could just see him like nod their heads like you know like just trying to act cool but like they're, they're not there. one two three sober <laughs> yeah pretty, they, it was like a one two three sober situation where they try to act as calm and collect as possible That's except crazy. for the dad or actually except for the son the son was not very cool he kept yelling at the guy that owned the place and I did not think that was a very smart move. No, I was like, no. I can see why you're in the situations you're in. Um, <laughs> so he kept yelling, and then they leave in a huff. <laughs> and I'm like, can I take the cart now? And uh, his name is Mr. Lanny. God love him. Uh, he's a good man. 
Uh, and he's like, well, just to let you know, they're not allowed back here anymore. And uh, if you see him, call the cops. I was like, okay. Uh, nice! <laughs> I love that! But the question before, can I can I take the cart now so I can like, go home? <laughs> <laughs> it's past my bedtime. It's like 30 degrees outside and it's 10 o'clock. So I'd like to go home now. <laughs> and so that was probably my worst golfing experience. Or like golf course experience. I've had more fun times because people are drunk and funny. As <laughs> um, but I'd say my favorite working like experience would be, um, I'd say it'd have to be an admissions thing because like I had a lot of fun times at admissions. Um, one of those would have to be, oh gosh, um, uh, I'd say probably just from one of the tours, like just meeting people. Um, Doing golf cart tours was fun for a time. Mostly, I didn't like those as much. I didn't get to interact with them. Well, it got fun towards the end because I got to drive the golf cart back, and so I have sick jam sessions. <laughs> so we sometimes see Minzaro come back, allegedly. And like, being just like... Yeah, I, I was vibing. I was vibing so hard. There's times, <laughs> I think Andrew and I would be somewhere, and we'd be coming back, and we'd see him driving his golf cart, like, back from doing the tour or something like that. Allegedly. Allegedly. I would have, allegedly I'd have my phone on the dash, and I would be blaring whatever I was feeling at the time, like poetry or, um, really, I tried to keep rap off of it, mostly because I was afraid other people that were, like, alleged staff would be around, <laughs> and so I would be afraid to, you know, get in twobble. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, this is just hearsay, but, uh, yeah, um, I'd say those two probably. Uh, like, well, it's what about you, T? So I think my, like, worst would just be, like, my grossest thing that I've ever done on the job. So I had an internship at a fish hatchery one time, and so I usually worked in the lab part of it, and I was, like, making algae reactors and, like, doing the, like, chemical stuff, which was super fun. But the other half of the time, I would have to help, like, clean out the tanks and stuff. And the tanks would get really bad. Sometimes there'd be, like, fish shit and leftover food and algae and dead fish uh, most of the time, actually. <laughs> And the way we cleaned the tanks were siphoning them. <laughs> and so if you don't know what siphoning is, you get a long tube or like a hose and you put one end down in the water and then you put the other end onto your mouth and you suck really, really hard to get a, like, current. to like the current going. Oh, God, and you just have to time it right to put it down and like, we use like trash cans, like like, like the big gallon trash cans to, like, put the gross water in. And one time I was doing one of the really big tanks, and so I had to use one of the really big hoses. And so I had to, you know, suck a lot harder than the little ones, and I couldn't get the timing right. And it was, lit, like, I mean, like, oh, like a 10-centimeter diameter hose full of fish shit, algae, and dead fish, and I didn't time it right, and it all went down my throat. And I threw up everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It was so bad. 
Jordan's about to throw up. Oh boy! I remember yeah, you sending was, me an Andrew Snapchat. I wanted I to die. It was goes, so bad. I can't believe what happened. I can't believe It was disgusting, and I was throwing up, and it was like. <laughs> it was so bad. It was awful. So gross. It made Aaron sneeze. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> He's allergic to. But that's okay because I don't. I don't work there anymore. I don't have to swallow fish shit ever again in my life if I don't want to. Hopefully. So. I can't imagine. Hopefully. It was so bad. I like. Like I've siphoned gas. Before, when I say like, dead fish too, like oh. they had been there for at least a day. Like. You gonna make Jordan's? It was bad. It was bad. Jordan's literally gagging. Gonna throw up. Um. So I'll, I'll stop talking about that. And then, I would I say something about... I actually did throw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I want to hear shit, because y'all didn't actually live it, oh, so... Oh, <laughs> Mine is ten times worse. And then, <laughs> some of my better, like, experiences with work would definitely have to be summer staff. Like, there's a lot of bad moments, too. Like, I've had to fish kids' pants out of toilets before, and change kids' diapers, and wipe them, and it, 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 there's a lot of gross stuff with summer staff as well, but definitely my better memories are with summer staff, because I got to work every single day with, like, my best friends, and so, like, yeah, work sucked sometimes, but, like, we would always have a blast and, like, goof off. And like hang out, like it was so fun. So I definitely like think those are where my better experiences were from. I'll keep this quick. My gross, no, my grossest story. You already ev- spoke. I know. Wait, no, this is third time. I'm sorry. This is third my, time. Yeah. No. My grossest one ever, ever was one Sunday morning, on duty on a weekend. I get a call from another mm-hmm. RA, and he's <laughs> like, "Hey, somebody, somebody threw up in my bathroom, missed the toilet." Since I was on duty, I had to clean it up. Nope, I would have been like, okay, I guess you gotta call like maintenance or whoever actually gets paid to clean up. That was at eight in the morning. Mm -mm. I didn't finish until he got back from church, and he ended up helping me finish. That's my story. That's sick, bro. How do you miss? You still didn't get it in your mouth, so I don't. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Tia got got me. All right, has everyone Jordan on? Oh, my better moment. With everything that's going on, man, I was working one day, and this lady, she, uh, this older lady, white lady, she came up to me. She's like, how you doing today, sir? I said, I'm doing well, man. How are you doing today? She's like, oh, I'm doing great. She, but she was like, are you really doing well? I was like, what you mean? She's like, are, are, you, are, you, are you really doing okay? And I was like, well, yeah, uh, uh, I guess so. <laughs> and she was like, um, are you sure? And I was like. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, like, I was like, you know something I don't know, and she was like, "Well, I know everything's going on nowadays. I know it's kind of crazy, kind of hectic," and I was like, "Yeah, it can be. Sometimes it can be a little draining, a little emotional draining, things like that." And she was like, "I'm so sorry. Can I just pray for you?" Oh, oh man. Man. I was tears. Like, oh, what? <laughs> and she like she sat there and prayed with me. She's like, "I hope things get better." Aww. That's so. That's... I was like. And like, I mean, people like people. Why can't say, I get those customers? I get the ones that throw their cards at me, yeah. and you get the nice, sweet. I mean, praying like, ladies. Like, what the you know, hell? Like, like, you get the you know people like you say something's going on in your life. Da 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 da. Oh, I pray for you. Mm-hmm. No, she was like, I'm gonna do it right now. And I was like, man, and I just had to take a break. I was like, whoa, like that's that's touching. That's, that's, that's powerful, that's man. Like, that's that, awesome, man. That's I was awesome. like. In te- I was like damn near in tears, and I was like, "Man, like, I, man, I really appreciate you. Like, you don't understand like how much the truth does mean." 
And I mean, like, hey, people are great, but there's some people that are fucking assholes. <laughs> I know we yeah. had. Yeah. I know we had, we had one. I had, because I started saying this thing to, like, all, like, all families and stuff, too. But, like, we get a lot of black and, like, more ethnic cultures yeah. and stuff at ours, too. And those families who come through, and I remember this one lady, um, she came through, and she was, I was, she was like, so you guys just open back up again? I was like, yeah, we just got closed for the protests that were going on down in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I know, it's a pretty crazy time right now. She, and she was a white lady, and she goes, yeah, and I have a mixed son, and, you know, he's trying to figure out how everything's going, and, mm-hmm. like, trying to, you know, he deals with a lot as it is anyway, and I'm like, I know, I wish things weren't the way they were, and you know we're doing everything that we can and it's grateful that we have companies like nike that are standing behind everything that's happening not Mm -hmm. necessarily the bad things but just like the advancement sort of of Mm -hmm. things happening and i was like you know um and that's when i started saying it too and i was like well here's all your stuff i bagged her up and everything and she talked to me a little bit about it i'm like well i hope you guys stay safe you know like just that's kind of my thing i'm just like stay safe Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on she's like thank you i really appreciate that and then she told my manager like that was being nice. And there's a thing, I think, working with retail, especially right now, too, that makes me want to just, every time I see a family and stuff like that, where you know it's like that, I really want to reach out. Mm-hmm. But it, I also, like, it's, I don't think we're allowed to yeah. at the same time, which is, I, like, I wish, I, I wish, I sometimes I, like, see these families and I know, and I just, like, want to give them a hug and be yeah. like, you know, like, look. Like, so, so, like, Saturday, well, Friday we were closed for Juneteenth, and, like, Saturday, like, I was standing in the line, and people were like, oh, I seen y'all were closed yesterday. I was like, yeah. They were like, oh, y'all closed for Juneteenth? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, wow, y'all were the only store closed yesterday. Every, Nike's with the shits. Every store, every day's like, every store That's here why. is still open. Y'all were the only store that was closed. And I was like, oh. They might be a chain, really? but they on the right side of That's history, man. Facts, man. And then even, like, what they're doing, like, uh, they're donating with... 10 mil over the next four years mm-hmm. and then michael jordan up and he went what 100 mil yeah it's crazy i think one thing i wish they would do though is with and we don't usually try to stay away from politics and stuff like that on too but one of the things i wish nike would do is they would release a shirt with it just don't do it yeah you know oh yeah I mean? like their ad like i would had, like yeah. i would wear that shirt every day to work if i could yeah like re- like realistically like um, Imagine if it said that on the front and then on the back was just all the names. Like, you know how powerful that shit would be? Like, I would say, you know, it's crazy. Hey, Nike, like, and it would sell too. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, it's crazy, bro. We talk about this Nike party that are already in the works. But that, that's also probably why they don't do that because they don't want to profit off of these people's and that's, deaths. And that's too. fair. And that's fair. And I wouldn't profit off the deaths, but I'm. I think even they, they donated, just like, don't all the do proceeds. it. Yeah, if they donated proceeds, but they I, just I, don't do it, that. I would wear that just so people know when they come through there that I'm trying to do my best to take care of you. That, like, and that goes for every, and that goes for everybody coming through retail too. Like, you know, everybody has the retail stores where they talk, and you have customers that are rude and customers mm-hmm. that don't. Like, look, we're trying our best, we're doing our best, and for families that come through, like, we're trying to do everything we can for everybody yeah. too, and especially during this time when you have families of color and families of, like of any color that like, come through like we're trying to do our best to make sure that we take care of you guys shout out to nike shout out to nike big big trust um, <laughs> do we want to do any um kind of suggestions anything for oh i got some suggestions all right podcast already listen to food bars so you already tuned in uh busting with the boys if you like uh like sports, like behind the scenes. Sports. It's my guy Taylor Lewan, Will Compton, both former Titan players. They got all types of uh, NFL players and Barstool and all those guys. It's a great podcast. 
And I also have one of my best friends from when growing up, him and his friends. Kind of like a podcast like this, man. They talk about sports. They talk about everything that's going on in the world. All that. It's called The Offsides. Another good podcast to listen to. Okay. Um, they talk about, like, they did when Power Wars on TV. They did the Power Recap. They did, uh, they just did the Last Dance Recap and things like that. And they really just talk about, like, what's going on in the sports world. And they also talk about, like, their times when they were affirming and things like that. It's pretty dope. Okay. I like that. Nice. Sounds dope. I got a song. Go for it. Because it's fucking stuck in my you head. You hear it at work every day if it's the song you're thinking of. It's Heartless. Morgan Wallen and Diplo. Yeah. Why I can't get out of my head now because y'all came back from we work listen, singing it. Yeah, we listened to it. Hey, Nike, if y'all listening for real though, change y'all damn playlist. Oh I God. need some heat. <laughs> There's too many good songs. We all keep playing the same shit over well, and over ha- and over and over again. They've been playing Harry Styles though on his new album. Wow, that shit's fire. I don't care what anybody hey, say. That shit's fire. Y'all need some, some Lil Baby, so The Baby. The Baby. All the babies. <laughs> some Kevin Gates. Some. I need some. I mean, the baby's cool, but let's recommend some rappers that don't hit women, maybe. Ooh. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah. I mean, he made good music, though. I mean, so did Chris Brown, though, but don't. it don't make no difference. The baby did kill a nigga in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> He with the shits. <laughs> he about that action. <laughs> he that action. Oh, oh no. Okay. Anyways. Does anyone else have any more recommendations? Um, I'll recommend a movie. Um, I'm actually repping the movie right now. It's called The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Oh, great movie. Um, this is one of his quotes. I got it from Barstool. I'll also shout them out because they're cool. Pain heals, chick pig scars, glory lasts forever. And that's one of the quotes from it. And it has Flacco 16. Oh, that's nice. nice. He's even got the Barstool logo. Yes. That's so I, awesome. It's a great movie. Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. Mm. So he's fantastic. And it's also yeah, sports. So Sports, 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 sports. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Barstool, though, another podcast that I listen to is Call Her Daddy. So They got canceled. No, they don't. No, they did not. Yeah, they They're did. They're in a big legal battle right now. Yeah. They didn't get canceled, honey. One of their like co-hosts quit. I thought they got canceled. You still gotta was... listen to our single father, Alex Cooper. She's still making podcasts and stuff. I thought they were She just made one last week. I know that they were going through she a big le- legal issue. I'm gonna listen to it because I heard they, like, something about. It wasn't even a legal issue. One of them had to quit because they were boyfriend or. No, one of them's boyfriend was trying to get more money out of their contract mm-hmm. than what she signed up for. And they said no she's like okay i'm not gonna do it then and so she backed out and the other one's like okay fuck it i'll still keep doing my yeah. job then oh, fuck it hey fuck it we bought get your money get your bread yeah. for right. anything else um uh, i mean music i've been listening to recently i just kind of go on my discover weekly on spotify if you want to follow me on spotify my name is also on the podcast you can find me on there i have a playlist called i'm just vibing has everything that i listen to like all the time it's got like many different genres in there but it's usually my favorite type of music which is upbeat stuff with sad lyrics <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like the pink house and the black Oxymoron. house next to, yeah so uh coke coke and henny part two i think it's like pink sweats that song is so good he has a song called 17 that i need to listen to i think i'll pair i think i have it on there pretty sure might listen to it yeah also yeah. uh if you're trying to get into some new music my boy Starlito, Cashville the Prince, just dropped an album yesterday. It's called, uh, shoot, Pr- 
parental leave, maybe. I think you're right. Yeah, paternity leave. Paternity leave. Banger. 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 Have banger. Have to check it out. Have to check it out. Yeah. And so. With that, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. Remember, you can hit us up on any of our social media and let us know what's up. Remember to share it with your friends. We put it out on our social, so you can put it out on your social Instagram, too. Instagram, Twitter, yes, Facebook, Snapchat, sir. Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcast, LinkedIn. We LinkedIn, podcast? fuck it. Huh? DM oh, us I'm on fucking, LinkedIn gonna, so you so know we've had a business. So, but yeah, make sure to check us out, share it with your friends. Appreciate you guys for listening. Yes, I hope you enjoyed sir. this episode of the podcast. This is Fubar. After dark. It's after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Later. See?